0: What's going on, guys? Welcome back. 10 Minutes of Modern here on Anchor. Chat with you every single day about the best game in the world, Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Ben Bateman. and We're talking modern here on the station. This is the official anchor station of the Masters of Modern podcast, and I am getting ready for Grand Prix Santa Clara. It's a team trios tournament. One person plays standard, one person plays legacy, and one plays modern. And can you guess it? I will be playing modern. So trying to figure out the deck i'm going to be taking to the tournament been thinking a lot about it this week running through old brews in my phone so you know obviously looked at superior burning coco i've got this flashback electromancer thing i've been looking at this retraced dredge deck a lot of different ideas you know i'm always coming up with something weird i've got that that boom bust dark steel citadel deck that i played at the last team grand prix but ultimately at the end of the day most of the ideas that i come up with unless they're heavily tested are not going to be as good as an established deck. So what established deck should I be playing at the Grand Prix is the question to be asked. Uh, I'm going to break that down for you guys right now, the ones that I have in mind, when I'm thinking about. I want to know your thoughts. Uh, As a quick aside, if you're hearing this on some other medium, if you're hearing on Reddit or or YouTube, on Twitter, anything else, this is anchor.fm. It's It's basically Twitter meets podcasting. Download the app, find the station, 10 Minutes of Modern. We're giving away a bunch of foil staples, Modern staples right now, and it's because you guys are listening on the app. If you keep doing that, more free stuff, more great guests. Let's talk about deck choice for Santa Clara. So decks that I have in mind, the one that I'm leaning the heaviest into right now is definitely the Jeskai deck that's playing 4 Emrakul and 4 Through the Breach. It's basically a 52-card deck that plays eight Pokemon cards. It's not playing real Magic cards for those eight slots because it's only playing four copies of Snapcaster, four copies of Emrakul. Which means unless you want to pay five mana to put a Snapcaster Mage into play with haste, it's kind of a waste of time. Which means if you ever draw one of those cards without the other, you're not going to hard cast it for any reason, right? It literally is those cards. Now, that's incredibly powerful in the sense that a 52-card Jeskai Control deck is plenty good. Snapcasters and Bolts and Serum Visions and Helixes and all the good things that those decks are playing. It's totally serviceable, but it is playing 8 cards that aren't necessarily real cards. So while old twin decks got to play Deceiver, Exarch, and Pestermite, and they got to play Splinter Twin... Splinter Twin could at least be put on a Snapcaster Mage in a pinch if you needed it to, right? And Deceiver Exarch could block because it was a 1-4. Pestermite could attack for 2. They all had their purposes, so they fit more appropriately into the deck. Um, this deck right now, if you're playing the fifty-two, the 52-card 52 version with these 8 cards in it, It's just a slightly different experience. However, I do like the power level, and I like the fact that it's basically a fair deck that has an over-the-top win condition, so I am leaning into that a little bit. Most of the other premier deck archetypes that have been placing high up, I'm not interested in playing, so I'm not going to play Storm. Doubtful that I would play Eldrazi Tron. Don't imagine I would play Affinity. Um, most of those decks don't really interest me. Jeskai with Sahili, or, or sorry, Jeskai with Through the Breach, just seems like my style of deck. Um, it's doing something fun. It's doing something interactive. It's playing a lot of cards that I understand, that I that I'm comfortable and familiar playing, while also playing something incredibly broken and over the top. Now, what would you guys do if you were in my position, knowing the type of player that I am? Knowing somebody who has an incredible amount of pride in the decks that I like to build And that I'm not really pleased with having to play somebody else's idea But there's going to be two other players that are relying on my record to have a good time Um, What would you do? Would Would you play an established deck? Would you play something like Jeskai? Would you play a more traditional version? I've also thought about not playing the unfair version And playing a Jeskai Geist version I like the idea of playing Spell Quellers and guys of St. drafts. I even like the idea of playing the one-up Nimble Obstructionist. I've seen that. That's super, super sweet. I think it's really, really fun. Um, there's a lot of different ideas. I could also see playing the guy version with the uh, Emrakul and through the Breach combo playing one or two Nahiri because obviously Nahiri plays very well with Emrakul. Um, just an idea. So that's where I'm leaning right now. That is definitely the deck that I'm leaning heaviest into. I think a Jeskai deck may, seems to make the most sense. My name is not Corey Burkhart, so I can't get away with playing Grixis uh, and doing well with it because nobody in the world does except for Corey Burkhart. Um, other than that, you know, decks like Dredge, Living End, things that have been top-8ing recently, not as interesting to me. But this this definitely sounds like a lot of fun. So um, the other deck probably that I would think about is Delver because I love Delver decks. I've always loved Delver decks. But there isn't really a good Delver of Secrets deck right now, and Fatal Push certainly has made it a little bit worse. So those are my thoughts, guys. Call in, share yours. Do you think I should be playing that deck? Do you think I should be playing something else? Stay tuned. I've got a fun call-in coming up for you guys right now and a question that I want to answer on the station. Favorite if you like what you're hearing. Find me on Twitter at Ben Bateman Media, and listen to the podcast every single week at Collected.Company. See you guys soon. What's up, gang? Welcome back. 10 Minutes of Modern here on Anchor, the only Anchor station chat with you guys every single day about the best game of the world, Magic the Gathering, and the best format, the modern format. I am testing decks as I get ready for GP Santa Clara. I'll be going. I'm looking forward to it. I am looking for a standard player, by the way. Um, I haven't really put this out there yet, but Eric Wydatz, longtime friend of mine, creator of the Highlander Roulette format, and I, he's playing Legacy. I'm playing modern. We are looking for a standard player. So uh, submit your case, and... Uh, You know, Call in, let us know. Um, I'm not exactly sure when this is going to post and uh, sort of what information I have, but if you're interested, let me know. Uh, Otherwise, guys, the deck that I'm considering playing. I have been working on this young pyromancer, Thermo Alchemist, Life from the Loam deck. I've talked to you guys a little bit about it. I played games tonight at the local shop. I played four rounds with this deck tonight, uh, three sanctioned rounds, and I went 2-1 with it. Pretty good. Um, I will explain to you guys kind of what the deck's doing and how it fared and why it's interesting and reasons I'm thinking it may or may not be the deck I'm going to take with me to Santa Clara. So it is a four Life from the Loam, four Thermo Alchemist, the zero three uh, Defender for two that taps to deal one damage to each opponent and untaps whenever you cast an instant or sorcery Four Young Pyromancer. You guys know that card. And then the card Flame Jab, which is a sorcery for one red, one damage target creature or player, has retrace, which means you can cast it from your graveyard by paying its cost and discarding a land. It's not exile. You can do it over and over again. So, as you can imagine, it's a Jund deck that is trying to take severe advantage of dredging, playing Life in the loam, getting lots and lots of value out of your triggers, and then, you know, playing cards like Flame Jab, Three times in a row to get tons of value it plays two copies of gutter snipe one red two colorless for a 2-2 whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell it deals two damage to each opponent that's definitely the haymaker uh, the concept of the deck is that if you go one for one on resource trading in the middle of the game at a certain point you will cast gutter snipe you will dredge life from the loam the next turn cast it draw three lands discard each of those lands to flame jab which is now in your graveyard and you will do 11 points of damage to your opponent that's the idea, right? That's the that's the magical Christmas land. I did it at one of my games tonight. The deck is very, very graveyard dependent. It doesn't really feel like a deck that can exist in game two if graveyard hate gets brought in. Not to mention leyline of singularity, Relic of Progenitus, Rest in Peace. Both ley lines are problems. There's a lot of cards that are issues. Um, I didn't have the correct sideboard with me. I really didn't have anything for my sideboard, so I kind of just built with what I had. If I was going to take this deck to a tournament, the changes I would make would be... I believe it needs a third Gutter Snipe. Even though it's not a good card to cast on turn three, it's pretty clearly the win condition. It's like very, very, very audibly the best card when you're talking about the deck. That... It's it's the only card that really gives you the ability to just like turbo. Otherwise, it's super grindy and people draw good cards in Modern and that kind of messes up your game plan. Um, other than that, I think that game two needs a different strategy that's not so graveyard dependent. I was thinking Sprout Swarm, the Convoke token maker instant for two from Future Sight that has buyback three. With Thermo Alchemist untapping and Young Pyromancer making tokens, it starts to really reduce the amount of mana you have to pay for the buyback, and with something like Gutter Snipe or Thermo Alchemist in play, you can kind of negotiate how much mana you want to spend, how many tokens you want to make, and really start to, to, to rack up a crazy amount of damage. Plus, buyback then is not dependent on your graveyard. I was also thinking, in game 2, probably Gold Gari Charm is, is a necessary thing to bring in, especially if you're going to pair it with Convoke. It destroys an enchantment, which is incredibly important, getting rid of all of those problematic ley lines and rest in pieces and things like that, but also regenerates all your creatures, which means that if you're going for the token strategy, aside from uh, Path to Exile, it does feel like a pretty solid magic card. Anyway, guys, those are pretty much my thoughts, um, the deck was very fun to play, when the engine gets going. It's awesome. You really need life from the loam. That's the number one thing I noticed. The games with loam felt completely different than the games without loam. Um, Anyway, those are my thoughts. I enjoyed the games tonight, my matchups in order where I played against some weird blue white Nevermore deck. I was playing like, you know, Gideon's Intervention, Nevermore's. Uh, Round two, I played against a Boggles deck. And uh, my Scrib Ranger, my one of Scrib Ranger, Protection from Blue, blocked Slippery Buggle. It was the uh, MVP of the game. And then round three, I played against Kiki Cord, which is a real deck, and got crushed and had b- very, very, very little to do with that game. Uh, the deck's not very fast. It's a problem. If you play against a really good creature deck, it doesn't feel like you have enough ability to catch up. So those are my thoughts. Call in with your thoughts here, guys, let me know. I have a ton of ins today. I'm going to share some of them, respond to them right now. As always, thanks for listening to the station. It's 10 Minutes of Modern here on Anchor. We're going to be giving away the final card in our foil staple giveaway tomorrow. Stay tuned. As always, thanks for listening, guys. Have a good one.